This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, April 20th, 2015. I'm Caleb Brown. Economist and columnist Paul Krugman says there are no libertarians. Cato Research Fellow Emily Eakin says that's just flat wrong. There are millions of Americans who hold socially liberal, fiscally conservative views. What they don't do as much as traditional liberals and conservatives, she says, is engage politically. When Paul Krugman argues that effectively there are no libertarians, as best as you can tell, what does he mean by that? Well, I mean, in his latest article last week in The New York Times, he argued that most Americans are either just traditional conservatives or traditional liberals, meaning they're economically and socially conservative or economically and socially liberal and little else. However, that doesn't actually seem to be true when you look at the data. So Paul Krugman isn't describing groups of people who say, I am a liberal and I am a conservative, when he talks about where these groups of people align themselves. Paul Krugman tends to think that regular Americans line up pretty well with the Democratic and Republican parties. He thinks that people are either socially and economically liberal or socially and economically conservative. The problem is, is he doesn't actually cite any data to back this up. And as it turns out, He's not right. Um, A growing body of academic literature finds that American public opinion is actually quite uh, quite diverse. There are four groups Mm -hmm. that that he essentially describes um, liberals, conservatives, libertarians, and and communitarians and are communitarians. So, but communitarian that encompasses a lot of different things. Like libertarians use use would use uh, uh, that box to describe people who are statist or authoritarian, but uh, the nicest way to say that is communitarian. Sure. You know, let me explain it this way. In theory, um, and Krugman even agrees that in theory, there could be at least four boxes, probably more. So one box would be the traditional liberal box. You're liberal on economic issues, liberal on social issues. You could also be in the conservative box, um, socially conservative and economically conservative. The, another box, though, is the libertarian box, and that's where you're economically conservative and socially liberal. Or you could be in what we call the communitarian, or Krugman called the hard hat box, where you're socially conservative but fiscally liberal. So what does the data say? I took um, several different public opinion surveys and used a special method to be able to identify where the electorate stands. Um, you know, How are they distributed across these four boxes? So what I did is I took people's answers to a variety of economic issues. For instance, should we raise or lower the corporate tax rate? Should we raise taxes on wealthy families? Should we increase the size, increase or decrease the size of government? And you take those issues, you average them together, and everyone gets a score from very liberal to very conservative. Set that aside. Now let's look at their positions on social and cultural issues. For instance, immigration or government promoting traditional values in society. You average those together and everyone gets a score from very liberal to very conservative. So what happens? We take those together, their their attitudes towards economics, their attitudes towards social issues, and we can actually see, we can map them out in the four boxes. What do we find? we actually find about 20% of Americans are in the libertarian box, meaning they hold economically conservative and socially liberal views. 
Another 20% are in the hard hat or communitarian box, meaning that they have socially conservative but economically liberal views. And then there's 30% and 30% in the, in the traditional liberal and traditional conservative boxes. One problem with uh, describing so many people as libertarians is very few identify themselves that way. Oh, you're absolutely right. But what we're looking at is how people respond when we give them actual issue positions. When we talk about identification, that often correlates with um, group mobilization. Has someone activated you and told you that if you think that gay people should be allowed to get married and you think that government should spend less, that that means you're more in the libertarian box? If you've never actually encountered that, you probably think you're an independent you probably think you're moderate. And as it turns out, when you look at those boxes, groups tend to mobilize voters in only the traditionally liberal and traditionally conservative boxes. So, for example, um, anti-war activists, LGBT rights groups, environmental and women's rights groups tend to only come from that that traditionally liberal box. Gun owners and tea partiers often come from the traditionally conservative box, but very few groups tend to mobilize people in the libertarian or the communitarian boxes. And also, those two box groups or voters in those two boxes tend to vote less and they tend to engage less, meaning they're less likely to donate their time or money to a candidate, less likely to even call an elected official. And as a result, People like Krugman overlook them. Okay, so uh, communitarians and libertarians would seem to be fairly disillusioned. That is to say, they don't see people on the uh, political scene loudly advocating things that they care about across the board. Absolutely. And it seems less surprising that people wouldn't be motivated to go vote and contribute and get involved when they don't feel as though their political leaders really represent their views. It's easy to disengage. Um, it's hard to follow politics. Um, and when no one represents your views very well, it's easy to just disengage. You looked specifically at criminal justice data and fiscal views. Yes. What, what did you discover there? So I basically replicated the same tests that I just explained to you, but this time using criminal justice issues as the social issue dimension and economic issues as the other dimension. And the libertarian box actually grows to about a quarter, which means that uh, individuals who hold um, economically conservative views but also advocate for reform in the criminal justice system is actually a larger group. And political candidates who seek out to broaden their base by um, talking about criminal justice issues are likely going to find a wider audience of support. You said that communitarians and libertarians don't uh, vote. They're not as engaged. And given candidates that advocate for their views, that isn't surprising. But what does that mean for turnout when it comes to uh, elections? You've probably heard the quote, the world is run by those who show up. Similarly, government goes to those who show up. However, a lot of voters out there who are in the libertarian and communitarian boxes, at least 40% or so, um, are less likely to mobilize. They're less likely to form groups um, in constituencies to you know, lobby and um, speak out on political issues. They're less likely to contribute their time or money. Um, and they're less likely to vote. And until they're able to do that, we're probably going to continue to overlook them. 
However, political candidates who are non-traditional, or at least take non-traditional issue positions, who seek out um, to mobilize those voters might have some unexpected success. Emily Eakins is a research fellow at the Cato Institute. Read more of her work at Cato.org.